from Grief to Greatness podcast. My name is Gerard, and I'm here with Christy and John. Hi, I'm Christy. Hi, I'm John. So in our last episode, we started to cover the first of the uh, first three of the five stages of grief, went through that, and now we've got a few more to finish up on. So the next two are depression and acceptance, and I'll just say a little bit about each of them. Uh, you know, depression, that's a, definitely a tough one. Uh, it can be long-lasting. That's uh, when you're emotional fog that you might be in starts to clear and you feel lost more abundantly. And for those of us that have felt it, we, we certainly know how abundant it can be. Uh, acceptance is when you are no longer resisting reality and those survival tactics like uh, denial and bargaining are less likely to be present. So as far as depression goes, and boy, I, I know I can't wait to hear what uh, both of you are going to say about this because I know we've got a pretty close relationship with, we have pretty close relationships with depression. Uh, I've, I still even feel like I've got just like this low lying form of depression that just is, stays with me. It just seems like the, 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 the hurt that I've felt, and I mean, here it is today's Mother's Day, you know, so for, before I for happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day uh, to all those who are without their moms. Uh, I, I know that the loss has had that profound an effect on me, losing my parents. I know that there, there's probably going to be something like that, that I have to work for. I have to work for my, my joy, for my happiness. It's not just natural because I've suffered something too, you know, we all have, it's just too severe. And as far as losing all of that time from the pain situation that I had, there, I've, that depression has cleared. That, that's like it's just, you know, I went through a struggle. It, it lasted a while. And I'm, I'm over that part. Uh, well, but, that's good. Yeah, but the depression that I, that I still feel for having lost my parents, uh, yeah, it, it lingers. It's in the air. And there's that fight that I, that I uh, put up on a daily basis to ward that off. For the most part, I keep it in check where it doesn't get too deep that I, you know, I can't get off the couch or anything. It's, it's not anything like that, but it's definitely something I feel. I notice it. I notice that I'm not as bright and cheery all the time. And I have to say to myself, okay, Gerard, uh, this is where you decide that you're not going to let this be too prominent. Here's where you're just going to say, I'm going to enjoy my day. I am enjoying my wheel. life. You take the steering wheel and you say, all right, here's the direction we're going. This mm -hmm. is the path I want to be on. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't stay on this path, then I don't, I don't continue with the appreciation of life the way that I want to. I don't experience the joy that I need to experience. And then everything else that I do suffers. And I don't want that to be my life. So what, so what, what, do, you, what do you guys have as far as how you've experienced uh, depression from your losses? John, what's uh, what's going through you? Well, I have um, when I was talking to uh, my therapist Carol about what we should talk about for depression. She wanted me to uh, talk about the difference between um, small D depression and big yeah. D depression. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she okay. talked to you about that too, Gerard. Yes. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. small D depression is when you feel sad. Right. And she wanted me to say, you know, it's important that you do feel sad when you need to feel sad. Mm -hmm. And um, but when the sadness lingers for more than, you know, a month and it goes into two months, it goes into three months. That's when it starts to become big D depression. 
Right. And that's when it's important that you reach out to somebody, to your primary care physician, to uh, somebody in the professional field and talk about if you if you need therapy or if you need medication. And so people out there, if you're feeling depressed for an extended period of time, don't say, well, I can deal with it myself. Mm-hmm. I, I can be my own. You know, it'll mm-hmm. go away on its own. I could be my mm-hmm. own doctor. Um, make sure that you uh, talk to somebody. Right. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a therapist that can help you through it or whether it's a doctor that will give you medication. Mm-hmm. And in, in my experience, when I first was, uh, even before I was diagnosed with a rheumatoid arthritis back in 2001, very anxious and very depressed. Uh, over my um, symptoms, and and um, and then three months later, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. I became extremely; I just spiraled down. And whenever um, I became like this uh, Pavlovian dog, where you know when he heard the bell and he would salivate, and rheumatoid arthritis, I would start crying. I would cry. I don't Aww. cry. Mm-hmm. Like I was sad. I would just start crying, mm-hmm. and um, I would. Be- Oh, so how was, um, you know, your doctor's appointment today? And I would say, well, I, went, I, I it was good. Uh-huh. And I saw the doctor and he gave me this medication. <laughs> and then later I went to 7-Eleven and I, and, you know, uh, but don't worry, mm-hmm. mom, I'm fine. I just cry whenever somebody says rheumatoid arthritis, you know, and mm-hmm. um, oh, it was man. this strange thing. And yeah, uh, but, um, I wasn't cry, just cry. I had this not for months and and I didn't try to talk to anybody and find your doc for something the remember was and uh, she, uh, at the end of the I was alright my bell went off. Broke, I just broke down and cried. Wow. So she's, oh, man. Feeling hope. Feeling that are you not? That thing she enjoyed. Most of them. So right away, effects and in the, you know, if you started feeling, stopped crying. I went through all, um, Misery for months and months. Uh, when if I had body the first couple, I could have did uh, much. Um, and, um, plain, you know, and if I had just, you know, I'm not here, but I'm was uh, since I just said, feeling cold, if you're feeling. But if you're not getting out of the things that you enjoy, you not feel the hurt, just seek a professional, go to your doc, mm-hmm. go to a therapist, and um, yeah. yeah, you've got to get help because the, the big D depression, it is scary, it is dangerous if it's untreated. You know, like, thankfully, like mine, mine has been low level. Like now, Christy, you haven't, you've, you've probably experienced, you know, here with me, some of my, you know, lower level stuff. And even you may not mm-hmm. even notice it. You probably don't even know that it's oh, going on. I mean, it's you probably, you're, you're, I'm very you're, sensitive. Yeah. You pick up on this stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but you know i I do remember that there were points in time where you know, like I, I experienced depression as my last stage of the grief. Um, it was horrifying. I mean, it was screaming in pain on the couch, just writhing in pain. Um, Emotionally? Yeah, just, mm-hmm. yeah, just bawling my brains out, just not feeling disgusted inside, just sick with the world. Uh, it was terrible. And I was, I'm so grateful to have had Carol in my corner. Um, I wouldn't have wanted to be without her because that would have been a very scary place to be. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I, um, personally do suffer from major depression disorder and anxiety. It's a lot of fun. Mm. Not, but, um, I really didn't, you know, I didn't know that I had the situation, like, I think that when I was a teenager, I think it started then, but back when I was that age, it was in the 80s, so we didn't really put kids on medication back then. Um, but I was able somehow to function and, and get by, you know, without medication. Um, however, when I entered into a marriage that, thank God, no longer exists. Um, unfortunately, he was not physically abusive at all, but mentally and emotionally abusive, okay? And when I married him, I married him in September of 99. Well, my dad passed away the following year, August, uh, in April, the following year. So I only had a few months left with my dad. So I'm And he had lost his mom right before we got married. So he was going through his own thing, but he took it out on me. And I just, I've told you all that I was raised Catholic. So I try to make things work. You know, you don't want to fail at everything, you know, something that big. But um, after my father passed away, that was the darkest depression that I have ever felt. and it, I, it got to a point where it it was incapacitating. Like I I remember um, I, I would cry at everything. Like you know, songs would set me off. Um, just the thought of him, you know, it, I just missed him so much. Um, and then I think that with that come you know, combined with the other things that I was enduring, it just really kicked it in. And, but like I said, I do believe I probably had depression prior to all of that, but I think that's when it really manifested. And at that point I did have some very um, dark and scary thoughts. And I said, you know what, I'm, I'm getting myself back into counseling. You know, I, yeah. I've, I've been in counseling like since I was 10 off and on, mostly on. And mm-hmm. you know what? I don't care. I, there's nothing wrong with being in therapy no. for as long as you need to. No. Um, in fact, I was, I was talking to my friend the other day and I'm like, yes, I'm still in therapy. And you know what? I don't care. Right. I, if I need it, I need it. And yeah. I, I tell it's people a good mm-hmm. thing to, cause she, Because, you know, well, yours is a woman, mine's a man, but they're professionals. Mm -hmm. So 
I mean, it's one thing when, when you and I, or we talk, which is very helpful, but then also you do need the professional at times just to, if nothing else, you need um, validation, mm-hmm. maybe a little more insight because they know things mm-hmm. that we don't know. Sure. They've been through all this. Yes. With a lot of people. Correct. So, but I, I do um, at that point when I started um, counseling again, I also, that was the first time I'd ever taken any type of antidepressants and anti-anxiety. And let me tell you something, it makes the biggest difference. It sure does. Yeah. Without my medication, I couldn't function. No, me neither. And I've, right. And I've tried to go off of it because my family, they're, you know, Christians and they're against it and you should go natural, sit in the sun, drink, um, (laughs) Eat, eat, my, if it were that easy, I just know. sit in the sun with a beer. I told my therapist <laughs> I'd have to like go sit on the sun. Yeah. Okay? Oh yeah. Burn the depression yeah. away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Burn it right out of your system. Oh my God! Don't you wish? Uh, and then, uh, oh, use the pink Himalayan salt. Okay. No, yeah. It, no. it. So I did actually stop taking them a couple of times. But let me tell you, I I used to take a particular uh, one called Effexor, mm-hmm. and I'm not like smart. Like I don't. I'm not, I don't know what they do exactly. Like, you know, all those MMRIs and all that stuff. Oh, I don't yeah, really know any of that. Yeah, <laughs> See, I don't even okay. know. But um, when I stopped taking it, I was a wreck. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. was at work and I started crying for whatever reason. I couldn't stop. Yeah. I'm walking around the, the parking garage on the phone with my mom, like yeah. losing it. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you know what, Christy, maybe you should. Yeah, well, that's back good. On the, that's good. Then she understood. She did. That okay. it's like if you have diabetes, you're going to take insulin, and that's okay. Yeah. So if you have depression and anxiety, yeah. and you take, okay. yeah, and that is okay. It is okay. There's nothing wrong with it. So, you know, it's, here's just something interesting before we move on to acceptance. Um, the two of you have expressed that you've had, you know, your triggers, you know, the things that would just start to make you cry, like, you know, say, talking yes. about songs and John was talking about somebody uh, bringing up rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. I never had like depression triggers, like when I was going through, I have anxiety triggers, mm-hmm. but yeah, depression, it was just like when it was hitting me, I was just sick. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just, everything was disgusting. The world was disgusting to me and I just couldn't handle being where I was. And then of course, you know, this is before I got diagnosed as being bipolar and before I got on medication for it. Um, but yeah, when that hit, it was heavy duty. It was, and it is damaging. Mm -hmm. It's damaging to your system. It is damaging to your soul. And John, like you said, to anyone going through this, especially when you get towards or into the big D depression area, get in touch with your medical professional so that they can guide you through as soon as possible, as soon as possible. Um, anybody got anything else to say about, uh, the depressive, uh, phase, uh, stage of grief? One thing real quick. Okay. So okay. I still, okay. So I still struggle with it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and sometimes like, I don't even know why it's there. So I have to kind of what you said, I have to go through everything logically, use logic yeah. instead of emotion mm-hmm. and say, you know, kind of do a little check make sure that everything is okay and then tell myself it's going to be okay mm-hmm. you're okay <laughs> just take yeah. a deep breath you know um and also i found that i'm very sensitive like 
I can't let my blood sugar get too low. Mm -hmm. I get very emotional. Um, I have to stay hydrated because those also trigger my emotions. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you get to know yourself Mm -hmm. and you know how you need to take care of yourself. Yeah. Good point. And thank you. And you, it's very, very important. And, you know, to look within um, because that's the only way you're going to learn how to deal with with this. It's yeah. not easy. Got to know yourself. Yeah. Okay. All right, Johnny. Yeah, I I just want to sort of accentuate uh, something that Christy said um, that uh, just recently. This is just you know pre- fresh off the presses. Is that I just recently tried to go off my Abilify, mm-hmm. and uh, within six weeks I spiraled down to a mess. Uh, I was just um could barely function and i had to go back on and right now Mm -hmm. i'm back to happy productive constructive person that's the way you should be the way i should be um that's how you deserve to live right and because like christy said um you know um depression like everything else is a disease it's mm-hmm. a disease that should be treated like a disease. Just mm-hmm. like if you, if you have a cold, you should be taking amoxicillin. You know, Correct. if you break your leg, you should have a cast on it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you have cancer, you should get chemotherapy, you know. And if you have depression, you should take an antidepressant. There's mm-hmm. nothing any different from it from any other disease. There's no stigma. There's no uh, anything. Right. You know, you shouldn't be ashamed you, you shouldn't right. feel that there's anything wrong with you. It's a chemical imbalance, just like anything else in the body. It needs to be treated. Right. Yes. Yes. Good to clear the air yes. about yeah. that. Over. Good. Exactly. Thank you. Done. Mm-hmm. Finished. Right. Good. Okay. Yeah. Right. Awesome. All right. So now we will talk about acceptance, which uh, for me, uh, unfortunately, came way too early during my uh, stages of grief experience, I believe that after denial, I think I kind of went into acceptance. I maybe did a little bit with anger and confusion. Uh, uh, you know, not that I didn't feel the depression, I did, but again, it was low level. Um, and I just went into, I think it's just because I just wanted to, I think it was just a, 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 a protection. Yeah. You know, my, my, like my, I just decided to protect myself from everything else that you can feel and said, okay, you know, my parents are gone. Well, that's a lot to And, endure. you know, I inherited a lot of money from them. I mean, not a fortune, but you know, I inherited more money, than, much more money than what I had. And I, I started to feel so much love for them that they worked their entire lives to provide for us. And there it was. This money to me wasn't money. It was love. This was everything that they did in their lives. They could have lived in a, in a, in a different place on the beach. You know, they had enough money to pay the property taxes for a while if they wanted to do something like that or have better cars. But they, they used their money to enjoy their lives, to go on vacations, and to take care of their family, Aww. which is what they did for mm-hmm. me and my sister and my, and my, and my, my nephews, their grandchildren. So... I went into, I accept that this has happened. They're gone. People die. Uh, They died horribly, unfortunately. 
but this is a part of life and I have to accept this. I have to get through this and get over it so that I can get on with my life because that's what they would want me to do. I know that's the cliche. That's what they want, but that is what they want you it's to true. do. Mm-hmm. They, but they, it's not like they don't, but they don't want you to bypass. You they don't want you to bypass <laughs> you. But you know, yeah. they, that's, that's what happened with me. I went into acceptance way too soon. Um, I have since, you know, gone through the other, other phases, the other stages of grief and, and gone through some, uh, some difficult times otherwise, and have gotten back to the acceptance in a, in a more healthy and timely manner. You know, I've, I've gotten to back to, you know, I I took, I got through the depression part and then got back to accepting that this, this tragedy occurred, this loss happened and I can live my life happily and comfortably still considering everything that I've gone through. Mm -hmm. So acceptance was, um, it was just something that I, I really do think that I consciously decided I'm going to accept this. It, it, it happened way too early. And that wasn't good. I could see you doing that because you're the kind of person that just likes to get through things yeah, and get it done. Just, right. Yeah, but this was, was something just, a little... Yeah, it was a bad decision <laughs> to say, all right, I'm yeah. going to go right into acceptance. Yeah, yes. I'm going to bypass everything this else. This is going to be great. That's not you know, I'm going to be better now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I was definitely living in denial about that's a lot of, um, but that's both parents at the same time. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I can understand you wanting to protect yourself, but you know, just to say this, yeah. And to say this real quick about my, my pain situation, just like, you know, Mm -hmm. what John is going through still, Mm -hmm. uh, the pain situation, I, I never accepted that Mm -hmm. while I was grieving all of that. I never got into acceptance about that. It was, it was gone. I had to accept, uh, more that it had happened. I, I never, yeah, I you never didn't do really, it during. not during, I just couldn't, I, it was just, wow, it was so hard. hard. How, did, how does, you know, John, what, go ahead, tell, tell me what, you know, um, because we've had such similar experiences mm-hmm. with pain. Yes. You know, how, how have you, because you've, you're still in it. Right. Well, it's been 20 years now, and it, I am at the point where I have accepted that I'm not going back to my normal life from 20 years ago, I've accepted that I'm going to be in pain for the rest of my life. But that was not a quick acceptance. It took about at least 10 years to accept that. For the first 10 years, I was definitely fighting it. I was up against the wall with it. The first 10 years, I was still had um, hope, expectations Mm -hmm. that I was going to find the right medication that was going to put me back to, quote, normal that to make the pain go away. But, you know, after 20 years, you, you just sort of come to the realization that that's, that's not going to happen. And um, that my life right now is a, is a constant, I don't want to use the word battle exactly, but for lack of a better word at this time, uh, battle to uh, manage my pain. And I accept that. I, right. I do accept that because my pain is at least, you know, I'd say 80% of the time it is manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is living with pain. It's living with yeah. pain though. That is, you know, that it's not as bad as yours was Gerard, you know, on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it's I been for a lot longer. It's yeah. been for a lot longer. I manage it, but I also don't, um, have the same myself that I used to have. And the same, the stand for what, you know, if I, uh, you know, eight hours a day, 
Yeah. Oh, uh, it, it was I terrible. I can for more than, much more than eight. Yeah. Mine. Oh, it was brutal. I can't even imagine. And you know, I... Yeah, definitely that. Um, so sure. uh, I, I've accepted that, and I, I don't battle that anymore. I don't put up a fight. Um, oh, that's I've good. accepted the pain. That is good. Um, you know, and I've accepted most of it uh, that the RA has caused. Um, the, I've accepted that, you know, one of, as I've spoken before, one of the, the big things that I look forward to with life was the traveling. I've accepted that I'm not going to probably ever travel again. I have accepted mm. that. Mm-hmm. feel goodness about it but mm-hmm. like to the point of depression i feel small mm-hmm. d about it yeah um but um the one thing i do not accept um and that i'm back in still the anger stage is the loss of time really, yeah of the right could have been spent um better yeah that's and i've spoken about still the one thing that I do not have acceptance about that the time right. well, I could have spent the last 20 years much more productively of course mm-hmm. so and mm-hmm. not just but you know for my wife for Marie uh, mm-hmm. I you know she is also dragged into this and she's dragged mm-hmm. down into this mm-hmm. and she could have had um, a much better because mm-hmm. you know and, and that makes me very that makes me very angry. Yeah. That makes me very angry that she has to suffer sure. along with me. Right. Know? She's the love of your life and you didn't yes. want this for her. And she doesn't want this no. for you. You know, I feel like she got sold, you know, uh, a, a bad bill of goods. You know? Uh, well, you know, she, she's got like the greatest husband, you know, she could possibly imagine having. Yeah. You know, but it's the situation has just been very tough. And, you know, it's it's hard. Like, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear, you know, you speaking about how you've accepted this, because honestly, this has been hard for me to accept, you know, to watch my friend that I love so much going through this. Yes. It's hard for oh, us to watch our loved ones go through things because mm-hmm. there's nothing we can really do other than be there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I can't fix yes. your pain. I can't change. Uh, try just like you've been there for me and you know we're all here for each other it's hard to accept uh knowing that you know yeah because i I know how much you love to travel i know how much you love to play music and i know what this has taken from you and we grieve for each other Mm -hmm. you know i have been awake at night grieving for other people and not just for the things that i go through myself this is you know acceptance is it's a tough one because yeah, I, I never, while I was going through all of that, I never accepted it. You said it took you 10 years. I was about eight or nine years in it. And, you know, thankfully it's, it, that, that's over. I still just get some flare ups, but uh, nothing like it was. And wow. I mean, now I accept that here and there I can get a flare up and I'm just going to have to power through it. But I, yeah, I'm still, and you nip it I, in the bud. Yeah. And I don't like it, of Mm-mm. course, but you know, no. I get, I, I don't get bent out of shape about it. I, I just, I, I get into my routine of, okay, here's how we're just going to have to manage this. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to stay off my feet a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to allow myself to breathe and relax. Take yourself Consciously just uh-huh. take my time with it and just consciously uh, work through uh, managing that, just managing the pain and managing everything that comes along with it because it takes you back. It takes me back 
to that emotional and and uh, uh, that those mental settings of when I was going through it, it really brings me down. It brings me into a depression, mm-hmm. and it, and it brings mm-hmm. anxiety because I don't know when the flare up is going to go away. But it usually doesn't last all that long. Thank goodness. Yeah, I mean the worst the worst flare up I think I've had lasted probably a couple of months. Mm. Yeah, probably two two and a half months. Usually it's about three weeks, two or three weeks. Oh. so it's usually not that terrible. Mm-hmm. Comparatively speaking. Comparatively speaking, yeah. But I mean, the, the pain can get just as bad. Of course, yeah. But oh. yeah, it's this is tough. Mm-hmm. How how how's your acceptance uh, experience gone? <laughs> well, um, I may have gone back and forth with it mm-hmm. a little, but with regards to my dad, um, it took a while, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, You know, you'll have people tell you that grieving should be X amount of time, but I came to learn that there's just not a time frame because everybody's different. So, like, I may have grieved in the sadness part for quite a while. And and like I've shared with you all before, um, I would come up with these different scenarios in my mind of, Maybe he's still alive. I wish he would come back. You know, I'd love to talk to him. And, you know, times where, you know, like he and I talked a lot. And so certain things would happen. And my first thought was, oh, I got to tell dad. And then I'm like, dang it, I can't, you know. And, And I hated that. But after a while, I had to do the same thing of what you said. I had to consciously make myself accept it. I had to just say, you know, look. He is gone. He is not coming back. And that is reality. And you've got to just, you have to accept it or you're never going to move on. No. You know, um, and I'm not saying that acceptance means, um, you know, excluding or deleting any of those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it makes it easier on the day to day life you know, in that way. Um, now, as you know, and as you've been, you all have been through, we have anniversary dates and Mm -hmm. such, and you can pretty much count on me kind of being a little emotional on that day and maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit before or after. Um, because I don't, you never forget, you're not going to ever stop missing them and that's okay. You know, at least we all have, parents that we loved and and have good memories of, you know, not everybody does. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's different ways to, to look at it like that, um, that helped me anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had to pardon. That does help. It does. Mm -hmm. Um, because I've, I've met some people that don't have that and that is very sad, Yeah. but I, um, I do get through it by talking about it. And just understanding that, you know, this is the day that he left and, and we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's funny this year I talked to you about, it. of course, that was the first thing on my mind when I woke up, Yeah, my mother and my brother both forgot. And I'm like, what is wrong <laughs> with them? You yeah. know, um, I'm, I guess I'm the, the gatekeeper, but <laughs> <laughs> someone's got to remember. That's right. And I'm like, you know, they're like, oh, how are you today? Because I'm like sending these. I'm thinking about you texts. And they're like, oh, how are you? And I'm like, I'm missing dad. Oh. 
And both of them said the same thing to me. No wonder I've been kind of off today and I didn't know why. And I'm like, yeah, it happens, you know, but anyway, um, so yeah, it it was definitely a, a conscious thing I had to do. Yeah. And then regarding like loss of innocence as a teenager. Yeah. That, that one was a lot harder. Oh God, that's gotta be. Cause I see at first you kind of blame yourself like right. you, cause you think there's something like a freak magnet on you. Like, mm-hmm. why are these creeps coming after me? You know, like there's like several. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I learned that, that that's not what it is. It's mm-hmm. they're predators yeah. and they prey on people that have maybe low self-esteem and mm-hmm. emotional issues or yeah. mental issues. They, purposely prey on which makes them even worse yeah human beings please forgive me no you're right but it's very mean um but yeah so that um was a little different a different kind of grieving but um i i did go back and forth with it for like a good 10 or so years before i was sure i would imagine it would take that kind of time yeah because i i didn't even know that i felt that way until i got into therapy right you know so Um, once I did that and, um, faced the reality of what happened, but also understood what really happened, not what I perceived to have been the situation that helped a lot. Yeah. And I, I really didn't, it wasn't my fault. So I didn't have to forgive myself, but I had to forgive them. That was very difficult. I can't even imagine having to forgive someone for that kind of stuff. Wow. And that's why it took so long because I would. In my heart, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgive them. But then it would, the anger would come back. Yeah. And I, oh. and I struggled with it. And so my mom is like, Christy, you need to forgive them. You know, it's a Christian thing to do, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I'm human. Yeah. And I'm, this is how I feel. And feelings aren't wrong. No, they're not. They're just, they're universal. They're feelings. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you had to get to that forgiveness for your own health. Correct. Yeah, for your own because mental health poison. and well-being, it is poison. Mm-hmm. That's the, I, I, mean, I can't believe that, you know, you're, you've been able to accept these bad, broken people doing these things to you and moving on with your life that mm-hmm. I, you know, Thank you. like John and I had said before, you know, we don't have experiences like that. So there's no I'm way glad. to even relate to it. I understand. I'm glad you don't. No. But, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, it happens more than you would. Ugh. Yeah, so um, it's a tough it's a tough stage. Mm-hmm. Acceptance it can be really tough on you. It is, but you just so much you to can't consider. give up. You can't give up. That's the thing. It's okay You're to right. if you if you fall down or you stumble a little bit. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You get up, you dust yourself off, and you move forward. Right. That's that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Right. Moving forward. Mm-hmm. That that's what that's what we're here to tell people to do. That's right, and it Ugh. works. You know, and it's it's a mental thing, and and that's okay. But you, you know, just say, okay, I had a moment. I'm gonna just dust this off, and now I'm gonna move forward. Mm-hmm. And as we are all living proof, mm-hmm. it is possible. You can do it. Right. Once you get into the routine of Correct. it, it actually starts to become easier. It does. You know, and mm-hmm. especially for some of those small things that just trip us up from time to mm-hmm. time. They're, yeah, exactly. they're They're actually relatively easy to get past. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, the tough stuff is, is always there. Yeah, it is. It's always there for us to deal with. And, you know, mm-hmm. we always get our reminders. Mm-hmm. So, John, uh, you got anything else to add in here? Yeah, just one uh, last little quick thing. Sure. So a couple of words of, of uh, advice to, to just tell people to uh, 
you know, work on accepting. Mm -hmm. um, there's a reason why it's the last stage because it's not easy. Mm -hmm. um, important, uh, you know, it's hard um, uh, to steal a lie from a line from Tom Hanks, you know, um, but it's the hard that makes it great. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. So keep trying. Yeah. And uh, so keep trying. Yes, definitely. It, it, it wouldn't. Yeah. There, there would be no greatness if it wasn't difficult to get to it. Correct. Yeah. You will not experience the greatness. I mean, it's going to be difficult. So yes, everyone, please keep working hard. It's really important. I mean, even after all this tough stuff that we we've talked about, I mean, you know, we, we, we spend a good deal of time walking around with smiles on our faces and, and feeling, you know, a lot of joy in our hearts. So keep working at it, everyone. Just like, you know, the wise words uh, that we've ended with, uh, with from Christy and John, please uh, keep it up and keep moving forward. And uh, we thank you again for listening and we will talk to you again next week.